111 and 12. I know you guys have already done 111. <clears throat> but these two psalms kind of go together, so we're going to read both of them. Um, they kind of go together visually because they both have 10 verses. Um, and they're, all, they're both also acrostic poems. That is, that they, in the Hebrew language, uh, the first word of each phrase would have started with uh, a letter of the alphabet in succession. So we don't really see that artisticness come out, but it's there. Um, so there's that similarity, but I think that's there just to catch our attention to what's really um, connecting these two chapters together. So as you guys read through chapter 11, or 111 last time, um, you saw that that celebrates the works of the Lord. And then as we look at chapter 112, we see how that focuses on, on benefits and characteristics of a person who follows the Lord. Come on over. Let me just get my place because I can't turn and talk at the same time. So again, chapter 111, talking about the works of the Lord, and then we're going to spend a few minutes talking about Psalm 112, focusing on the characteristics and the benefits of someone who is following the Lord. 111 verse 1. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works and giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. In chapter 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness of the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. The wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. 
The first thing we, we see between these two chapters is that they start with praise the Lord or hallelujah. And while that can be a phrase that we just easily overlook, it's just kind of a phrase that if we don't think about it can just be kind of Christianese. You know, that language we use because we're just we're comfortable with church and praise the Lord. Um, and we can just kind of say it as a phrase and not think much of it. But it's, it's really fundamental for our, how we praise and direct our praise to God, right? Who we're supposed to praise. Um, it's God that we're supposed to praise. It's not anyone else. Um, who should praise the Lord? Everybody should. But we as Christians are called to praise the Lord. Why should we do that? Because he's God. He's our God. He's our creator. And so we praise him. Um, this psalm talks about it, but we know we read it all through the Bible. Um, that, that's the God, the only God, and he's the one we should praise. And how should we praise him? Um, we do that by a life that pleases him. So praise the Lord. That's how both of these psalms start out. That's a connection there. The next connection as we move past that is the fear of the Lord. So if we're going to see how these two chapters are connected, we're going to look first at verse 10, the end of chapter 111. That says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. And then we look at the next verse. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Um... So we see we move from praising the Lord to this fear. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Um, fear is always, when you read it in a verse in the Bible, it's always difficult. Because we have a different definition in our mind for fear than what we read about the Lord. Um, fear, if you look it up, is... It's um, to be afraid of something that is dangerous or, or painful or threatening. Um, I think of a wasp. I'm fearful of a wasp because it hurts. Um, some people are fearful of a father who wasn't very loving to them. Some people are fearful of cancer they can't see it they can't control it and they know it may mean death so those are the those are the fear definitions that we typically have but the fear here is a fear of of awe and reverence for something that is far beyond anything that we can totally relate to we can relate to it to some degree but it's hard to totally describe this fear i think of um a massive Category 5 hurricane, to be able to see it but not be affected by it, if you could just observe it and be in all of its power, um, the raw power of lightning, the, the grandeur of the Grand Canyon, the delicateness of, of a beautiful flower, um, the strength of a large animal, a grizzly bear, a large whale, um, or the immense space um, 
if you go out into space, just the immense size of space. Those are all just small little examples um, of, of all, of something so much bigger than ourselves, but all those things were created by God. So when we talk about fear, we're talking about something that um, is just so much larger, so much bigger, so much more awesome, so much more um, in every aspect. If we talk about uh, love and graciousness and compassion um, and imagination and power, all these are aspects of God, and they all play into or come or factored into um, this fear aspect, realizing who God is and just being in awe of what that means. Um, so really, we're going to spend the rest of our lives learning what that fear of the Lord truly is. We start to get it, and I think God just develops it as we follow him. Um, it's just one of those things we don't get and we won't fully get until we get to heaven. So that's the fear that we're talking about, not the cowering in a corner, I'm afraid somebody's going to beat me fear, but the fear of, of an awesome God. Um, and with that, there can be a fear that is a scary fear if you're on the wrong side of the judgment of God. Um, and I, and I, I trust that no one in our church ever comes to that point. We want to be on the right side of the fear of the Lord. So we see that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And here in this verse, that blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who realizes and works towards that fear. So as we, as we start off with that, we have praise for the Lord and we have fearing the Lord. And then we're going to talk about, uh, just for a couple minutes, the verses in chapter 112. Because they just build on that, that praise and that fear. Um, verses 2 and 3 in chapter 112. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. In this time, um, God's people, the Israelites, were blessed with wealth. They were blessed with physical blessings, they were blessed with children these were signs that they were in God's will the time that we're in now, under the new covenant being blessed with money being blessed with things of this world being blessed with health they aren't signs that someone is a follower of God it's not necessarily a sign that someone is righteous and a God-fearer the blessings that we can count on are those of God's grace towards us, his peace, his security, uh, power we have in Christ, power we have through prayer, God's promises, his provision. So while we, there are times where we do get special blessings of strength and health and riches, those aren't the typical things that we can look forward to. Those wouldn't be the reasons that we follow God, although we know that God takes care and provides for whatever we need. Um, so it's helpful as we read through these because I'm sure we've talked about it before as we've gone through them in, in Psalms. There's a lot of these, you'll be blessed, you'll be rich. For us, they're talking more about spiritual blessings, spiritual richness. Um, and if we move down to verse 4, it says that light dawns in the darkness for the upright. 
He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. Um, Here we see that this light dawns in the darkness for the upright. This is guidance that God is giving for the person who is in darkness or in uncertainty. So we see that good times aren't promised, obviously, because the light wouldn't have a reason for dawning if there wasn't darkness that was already there. So we are going to have times of darkness. We are going to have times of trial. Um, But we are promised that God will take us through those. He'll protect us. He'll give us that guidance when we need it as we follow him. We also see that there's a few verses. I'm going to skip over verse 5. We have a few verses that speak about security and stability, uh, the strength that we have in God. And that is if we trust in him and we, we are not putting our trust in ourselves, which is easy for us to do. Verse 6 says, For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. Verse 7, He will not be afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Notice again, it doesn't promise that bad news never comes. It doesn't say that a righteous never gets bad news. Bad things, hard times come, as we know. But the righteous is not afraid of those things. He's already put his fear in the Lord. He doesn't have to fear the bad things because his awe, his fear, his righteous fear that's in the Lord has control over all those things. Verse 8, his heart is steady, he will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. Um, That is, he's not swayed by difficult times um, until he will not be afraid until he looks in triumph over his adversaries doesn't mean that once that triumph comes then then he'll be afraid it just means that he won't fear through those times Um, he may not know the details he may not know what tomorrow is bringing but he's steady and he's not afraid because he knows the one who holds tomorrow he knows the one who controls what's going to happen tomorrow so his heart is steady and he is not moved This psalm also has a couple of verses that are talking about um, the blessings that we get to bless others with because we've been blessed. So if we jump back and look at verse 5, it says, It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Um, Jesus is the one that said it's better to give than receive. Luke 6.30 says, Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. So we see here that because we're blessed, then this righteous man, this this man who fears the Lord and prays the Lord, is also a man who blesses others with what he has. Because he's not fearful that he's not going to have enough for tomorrow. He's not fearful it's going to be taken away. Because he knows it was given to him by God in the first place. And in verse 9 it says... He is distributed freely. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. Um, So with what we are blessed with, we bless others. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
So not only do we get to bless others, but we give it gives glory to God. Um, the gospel is also also goes out to others as they see that there's a person who cares more about helping someone else than about getting more ahead in this world. There's something different about that. There's something odd about that person who cares more about that than about just obtaining riches for themselves. And that's because we see a greater richness that comes from from God, a greater richness, richness that we have from eternity and not from this life that we live. So we see from those, from verses 2 to 9, um, this character, these benefits of those who praise and fear the Lord. And then if we look at the last verse, we see that um, this is about the wicked man, those who don't put their trust in God, those who want to be God themselves, those who desire things of this world. Verse 10 says, The wicked man sees it and is angry. It that he's talking about is the um, righteous person and how they will endure forever and how they are exalted in honor. That's the, the it. So the wicked man sees that and he's angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish so their desire for what they want it yields no fruit the things that they desire all that they long for all that they work for um, all that they covet want to have put their time into those things in the end perish Um, but those who fear the Lord are wise and will endure forever Um, So this psalm hopefully is one of encouragement, realizing that we have all the reason in the world to praise God. Um, And if we fear him, then we'll be blessed, blessed more than just things, earthly things that are so easily held onto, but be blessed by uh, things that will last for eternity. So with that, whom shall I fear? Nice call, Brian.